Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I've always been comfortable with the solitude of nature. It's why I became a park ranger. But when I was assigned to Yosemite National Park, the solitude took on a different quality. It wasn't the towering granite cliffs or the sprawling sequoias that felt unusual. It was something else. I began to hear whispers on the wind, a name carried softly through the rustling leaves. Jane, they would murmur, trailing off like a question left unanswered. I would spin around, my heart pounding, but there was never anyone there. The trails I had walked dozens of times began to twist and turn, leading me to unfamiliar places. Trees appeared to shift when I wasn't looking, their shadows stretching out like long, gnarled fingers across the forest floor. The local legends I had laughed off when I first arrived started to seem not so improbable. Stories of the Windwalker, a creature of the wild said to control the very essence of the wilderness. It was said to be a protector of these lands, a being that kept balance. These bizarre happenings only escalated. 
I'd catch glimpses of something moving in my periphery, a figure too swift and too silent to be human. The whispers grew louder, more insistent, and I could no longer ignore them. I delved into the park's archives, poring over old maps and even older tales, desperate for answers. I found mentions of the Windwalker described in hushed tones, its name written in the shaky handwriting of Yosemite's earliest inhabitants. The turning point came when a sudden, violent storm hit the park, seeming to center around the very heart of the forest. I knew then that I had to confront this entity. Following the voices, I ventured deep into the wilderness, the wind tugging at my hair and clothes as if urging me on. Finally, I arrived at a clearing where the whispers were the loudest, and there, beneath the shadow of an ancient sequoia, I saw it, the wind walker. It was ethereal, a tall figure made of swirling leaves and shadow, its eyes twin pools of moonlight. I felt fear, but also a strange sense of recognition. It knew me. It had been calling to me. I mean no harm. I called out, raising my hands in a peaceful gesture. I am here to protect this park just as you are. The creature paused, and for a moment the wind ceased its howling. Then the wind walker moved towards me, its form dissipating into a whirlwind of leaves before coalescing back into its humanoid shape just inches from me. It reached out, touching my forehead with a hand as cold as the mountain air. In that moment, I understood. I saw the park as the Windwalker did. Every creature, every plant, every drop of water in the rivers all interconnected. And I saw the damage that had been done. Pollution, deforestation, thoughtless human interference. I understand, I whispered, tears streaming down my face. I'll do better. We'll do better. As if satisfied, the Windwalker stepped back, its form dissolving into a gust of wind that swept through the clearing, rustling leaves and bending branches before disappearing completely. I returned to my duties with renewed vigor and a deep understanding of my role. The whispers on the wind became my guide, no longer ominous but comforting. I was Jane, the park ranger, and the protector of Yosemite, alongside an ancient entity the guardian of the wild, the Wind Walker. This event took place over a year ago, but I hadn't really thought to post about it until now. I don't want to dox myself, but I live in Maryland, and I was with my now ex-girlfriend at her house. It was a rural area, surrounded by woods in all directions. It was night, and we were going to visit her grandparents' house a short drive away. We got into her car, and while she was fiddling with her phone and the aux cord, I saw something in the brush, illuminated by the headlights. It was tall, pale gray, thin with a gaunt face and stretched limbs. I don't think it stood to the standard eight feet of a crawler, but my lack of depth perception makes it hard to accurately perceive distance and height. All it did was watch its seemingly hollow eyes fixed to me. It was gone before I could point it out to my girlfriend, and I didn't have the bravery or stupidity to investigate. I wish I had concrete evidence of what I saw, but all I have is my word and a terrifying memory. My story starts like this. 
I'm from the Navajo Nation Indian Reservation. In a small place located 30 south of Page, Arizona, known as Bitter Springs, this event happened in March 2022 in the early hours of the morning at 2.45 a.m. When I was coming back from work in Las Vegas, I work in Las Vegas Monday through Thursday, and my route is usually traveling through Las Vegas to Kanab, then to back to Page, Arizona. I got into the town of Page. Arizona coming back from Vegas around 3 a.m. and stopped at a gas station to fuel up and buy a snack to keep me awake. After that, I left the gas station and I started traveling south towards Bitter Springs on Highway 89 that goes towards Flagstaff. I was the only vehicle traveling on that dark and secluded road. I have to admit that I was thinking about skinwalkers and the story that my grandma used to say when we were younger kids at her house. She used to say that she had seen a young Noglufuge, or skinwalker. Once before that had followed her back to her house on the same route I was going and kept bothering her when she tried to sleep. Just then the rain began to start falling and the clouds started to cover the bright moon above. As I approached a steep hill three miles before Bitter Springs, a vehicle passed me as it was making its way up the Bitter Springs Canyon oncoming. But as that vehicle passed me in the oncoming lane, I could just remember the light was so bright, as if the driver forgot to dime his light as he approached me. Just as he passed, I seen a creature which looked like a man wearing a skin with a black and white face with glowing eyes like a deer. The object couldn't have been, uh, anything or a creature of this world. As it crossed the road, I could remember that the creature looked right at me in my eyes. The creature's eye had made contact with me and gave a weird vibe. As it crossed the road, it then jumped over a fence on the side of the road and traveled quickly into the darkness. I then thought to myself, did I just see what I thought I had seen? I then proceeded in terror and hauled ass going down the Bitter Springs Canyon. I never in my life traveled down the canyon at 85 miles per hour, especially when it was raining. As soon as I got down the canyon, I turned off at the Bitter Springs housing and seen the creature again by the cattle guard. As I approached it, it took off to the south into the darkness. I then thought to myself, how the hell did that creature get to the turnoff before I did? Right then I knew this thing, or creature was for sure, a skinwalker following me. As I got to my driveway at my house, which was 1,000 feet from the turnoff, I ran inside and locked the door. About five minutes I heard banging at my window and heard a coyote howling, but the howling was off. It also had an awful smell like a dead rotten animal. Later, when the sun came up, I checked the surroundings of my house and seen coyote tracks around my house, which tracked back to the south. For years I have been the watchful guardian of our local park, but there's one part of it I've never set footing in, the Dread Peak Mountain. It's a place shrouded in mystery, a place where numerous hikers have disappeared without a trace. It's been off limits for decades and for good reason. But when a group of thrill seekers decided to defy the warnings and conquer the Dread Peak, they too vanished. As the park ranger, I was tasked with the daunting mission to find them. I remember feeling a cold dread as I stared up at the imposing mountain, its peak lost in a blanket of swirling mist. As I began my ascent, the air grew colder, 
the silence deeper. The forest around me seemed to hold its breath as I ventured further into the mountain's ominous embrace. It was an eeriness that sent chills crawling up my spine. It wasn't long before I encountered it, the mountain's dark secret. In a clearing surrounded by gnarled trees, I saw a creature of nightmarish proportions. It was a massive, shadowy beast, its form an undulating mass of darkness, broken only by two piercing eyes that radiated an eerie glow. Those eyes held a primal terror, echoing the last screams of its victims. I froze in fear as it fixed its gaze on me. Then, with a guttural roar, it lunged. I barely managed to throw myself out of its path, my heart hammering against my ribs. I knew then that I was the prey in a deadly game of cat and mouse. But I had another mission, to uncover the mountain's sinister past. As I evaded the creature's relentless pursuit, I discovered traces of the lost hikers, their abandoned equipment, and tattered pieces of clothing leading me further up the mountain. As I ventured deeper, I found an old half-buried plaque, a grim reminder of a mining operation that once thrived here decades ago. It was then that it hit me. The mountain had been a burial ground for its victims, their lives claimed in pursuit of precious minerals. The cryptid was a guardian of sorts, a consequence of man's greed echoing through time. I knew then what I had to do. I found the deepest mine shaft, its entrance ominously dark. With a pounding heart, I shouted into the abyss, confessing the sins of the past, promising that the mountain would be undisturbed henceforth. I felt the creature before I saw it, its massive form emerging from the shadows. It stood before me, its eyes no longer filled with malice, but with an ancient sadness. With a final mournful look, it disappeared into the darkness of the mine. Exhausted but relieved, I descended the dread peak, carrying with me the chilling tale of its guardian. The mountain remained off-limits, its silence a grim reminder of the past. As for the cryptid, it lurks in the mountain's depths, a haunting echo of the victim's screams and a chilling testament to the mountain's sinister past. I'm a bit shaken as this sighting has taken place tonight. So me, 18 female, and my boyfriend, 21 male, were walking home from a movie. We got to the point where we normally say goodbye, and I walked the rest of the way home, and we were standing talking. Suddenly my boyfriend turns to look at something away from me in the distance, and he was focused on it. I turn to look at what he's seeing, and I see it too. Across the small field from us, I see a pitch-black creature that was moving kind of side to side, almost like a seal, and it seemed like it was getting closer. But it wasn't moving forward. I asked my boyfriend if it was getting closer, and he said he thought that as well. We both seen exactly the same thing. Our descriptions are identical when we were speaking about it. I was so scared he walked me the rest of the way home. When he was walking back home, it was gone and nothing was there. We'd like to know what it was or if anyone has seen something similar. We're in the United Kingdom, if that helps. I wasn't sure where else to post this. I need to wrap my head around this because it's been bugging me since that day. 
My sister lives in a small neighborhood in Kentucky. Along a long road, and one side of the road goes up into a nearby mountain with woods. I stay with her sometimes so I can more easily walk to work on days I have to open. I got out a few mornings ago around 3.35 a.m. I walked along the back road for a bit to turn towards a kind of alleyway. That leads into another back road. As I come up to the turn, I notice a pack of what looked like dogs. It was pretty dark, even with the street lights, so the only major details I could see were that there were, were more than one of them. They had big, bushy tails, and one of them was especially large. I'd say about the size of a young deer. I kept walking past the local courthouse to get to the main road. At the end of the second back road I was on, there are a few small houses with small yards. In the first yard against the road, I saw them again, more clearly. Same bushy tails, but their bodies were short hair and looked more like deer. I thought it was strange for deer to have tails like that. As I turn the corner to get to the main road, I see two smaller ones run off. They must have seen or heard me. But the big one, that's the one I saw clear as day, close to 1-1 the streetlights. It took a few steps and turned sideways, and it lifted up its head. The best description I can give is that it had the aforementioned body and tail, but its neck was long. I mean, really long, disturbingly long. I'm five nine, and its body would have come up to about my belly button, while the neck and head would have been taller than me. It was like a miniature giraffe. It stared at me and didn't move. The thing scared me so much I got out of there as quickly as I could. I wish I hadn't been such a coward. I would have whipped out my phone and taken video of the thing. I could hear them making noises, too. They made the sound, a sound I had heard many times before on my early morning walks. It kind of sounds like a sort of bleating, something like a sharp croaking. Please help me if someone has seen something similar somewhere, perhaps in or around Kentucky. I've been keeping my phone in my hand and turn on recording as soon as I step outside. If I get anything, I'll post it here. Any help or information would be appreciated, if nothing else, than to make me feel less creeped out when I go out in the mornings. I don't want to give too many specifics. I'm afraid those guys with guns will come asking questions if I do. I live in upstate New York, and I'm fortunate enough to have miles of peaceful hiking trails within a half-hour drive. It was a Sunday morning, and I wanted to get out and hike a trail that I hadn't been on for a while. This particular trail was usually a little more crowded. So I avoided it, but it had some beautiful vistas, and I was in need of some soul, soothing after this week of work. That morning I followed my usual pre-hike routine and stopped for a cup of coffee at the diner at the edge of town. I was good friends with the owner, and I always let them know when I was heading out for a day trip. And what time I would be back, hiking 101. Always let someone know when you're hitting the trail. Leaving town and heading towards the mountains, a group of three park ranger sport utility vehicles with flashing lights overtook and passed me on the road. Seeing them wasn't too unusual. After all, there were a lot of state parks in the vicinity. But they seemed to be in quite a rush, and 
I'm pretty sure they didn't have the standard National Park Service emblem painted on their vehicle anywhere. Yeah, 45-minute drive, so I put the news on the catch-up on some recent events. I couldn't stomach more than ten minutes of that, though. As soon as I killed the radio, I heard this noise coming from straight over ahead. I slowed down and poked my head out the window looking up, and sure enough, there were two helicopters heading in the same direction that I was. Just great, probably, a missing hiker. I know it's selfish, and I'll admit it, but my only thought at that moment was I hoped they hadn't closed off the trail. I'd blown off plans with some co-workers so I could hike this trail. And if I drove all the way out here just to turn around, that would stink. When I finally got there, I parked in this small lot at the trailhead. I was relieved to see the pathway wasn't roped off. And there was only one car there, so I would have the trail basically all to myself. I heard the choppers once or twice after I'd gotten started, but I didn't see them again, and they sounded pretty far off. Hopefully they found whoever was missing, and quickly. I just wanted a quiet walk in the woods without any modern interruptions. I'd even left my phone in the car since I didn't get service anyway. I tend to look down when I'm hiking, on the lookout for any roots or rocks that caused me to trip, only looking up often enough to ensure I didn't walk face first into a branch. And I'd been going this way for a good hour and a half when I saw it. Some kind of mega-sized paw print stuck out clearly on the trail. I had seen black bears while I was out before, and though not common, it happened enough for me to want to carry bear spray in my pack. I followed the prints another few feet, and they went off trail. I'm not a hunter or a tracker, so I couldn't follow them off the trail. I was a little freaked out, but I never heard of anyone actually being attacked. I just decided to carry my bear spray in hand and keep tracking. I'd only gone a few more miles before I decided to take another rest and grab a drink of water. The sun was pretty high in the sky at this point, and it was getting hot. I found a big enough rock to sit under a tree and sat down for a minute. As soon as I did, I heard shouting coming from up ahead around this bend in the trail. It sounded like a man's voice. I couldn't make out what he was saying. I was worried that maybe he had seen the bear or something. But then I remembered the potential missing hiker and thought it must be them. Or maybe somebody found them and was yelling for help. I stashed my canteen and started off in a truck towards the voice. I kept my bear spray handy, though, just in case. I rounded the bed and was immediately hit with this wall of stench. Like I've never smelled before. It was so bad that I actually stopped on my tracks, trying to hold back this morning's coffee. The shouting was getting louder, and now I could pick up what sounded like multiple voices. Between trying not to puke and trying to listen to the yelling, I only first caught the thing out of the corner of my eye. Something had stepped off from behind a large tree onto the trail only about twenty feet away. Something massive, turning to give it my full attention I was. Well, I can't really describe what I felt. Terror is probably the best I can get. Whatever this thing was had to be at least nine feet tall. Thick, curly brown hair covered it from head to toe, and its arms had to be at least four feet long. Everything about this screamed ape or some kind of prehistoric creature. Except its face. I could make out what definitely looked like humanish features, just bigger and oversized. I don't know. I couldn't help but to make eye contact. 
The thing was staring right at me. I was squeezing the can of bear spray so hard that I thought I was going to break it. I didn't even notice the smell at this point. The creature slowly raised its arms into the air, and I brazed for whatever was about to happen. It stopped with its arms stretched out, palms facing me, the kind of gesture you would make to someone if you're trying to avoid a fight. The creature's eyes were wide, and its lips seemed like they were trembling. I think it was afraid. Another shout came from close by up the trail. The look of terror passed this creature's face. It gave me one last look and then bolted off the path into the undergrowth. I should have heard it crashing through the forest long after that, being how big it was. But almost suddenly as it disappeared, I stopped hearing it. I stood there in shock. What the hell had I just witnessed? Not a minute later, three guys came running down the trail towards me and slowed down as soon as they saw me. These guys were dressed in all black each one carrying an assault rifle. Now, I'm not much of a gun guy, but these things look like they would be used in a war zone. They approached me and started hammering me with questions. What was I doing here? Was I alone? What was my name? I gave them my name, my real name. Looking back, I really wish I hadn't. But when you see something like I just saw and then three armed men appear from nowhere and be begin questioning you you're really not thinking strategically they told me that there was a bear attack nearby and then i needed to turn around and leave the trail immediately i had absolutely no objections when we parted and i heard one of them say over the radio civilian returning to the trailhead eta 90 minutes i made it in 60. i heard the helicopters a lot more on the way back when I got back to my car, there was another guy sitting on a dirt bike, dressed in all black and sporting the same type of rifle. The other car was gone, and the guy didn't say a word to me. Just watch me as I got back in my Jeep and drove off. I got back home and just sat on the couch the rest of the day. I closed all the blinds, too. I didn't even want to glance outside. I checked the local news a few days afterwards and never saw any mention of a bear attack. I asked around with a few trail vets that I knew. And one or two had heard the same rumors, but nothing concrete. I haven't been hiking since. Not on that trail or any other. I think about that incident almost every single day. I remembered how scared that thing was. And how it could have ripped me apart, too, if it wanted to. I wonder if it got away. Honestly, I hope it did. I work on an oil rig. My job is to run an excavator and mix off the mud that comes out of the ground and do stuff that needs big machine. Because of the locations of these rigs, I have to drive to pretty remote places in the wilderness of Canada. Anyway, one of the light towers at the edge of the lease went out. I went over and in the forest I could see these weird-like fireflies type of things, but like the size of a basketball. But they weren't bright like they weren't lighting things up around them. Then I started feeling super uneasy. In between some trees I could see this big-ass silhouette of a person with red glowing eyes. I ran back into the machine just to see it walking away. When I was in it, I ended up telling the crew, and I'm not the only one who's seen it. 
Like half of them have seen it, and two of them have had it smile at them. What the, uh, uh... Also, I'm so sorry for the bad grammar. I'm a park ranger at a remote national park known for its dense forests and rugged wilderness. The peacefulness of the park is broken only by the sounds of the wildlife and the rustling of the leaves. But beneath the tranquil exterior lies a dark and dangerous secret that has been hidden deep within the park for years. One night, as I was on patrol, I heard a strange guttural noise coming from the heart of the deep woods. Curiosity peaked. I decided to investigate, but what I encountered was far from what I expected. As I ventured deeper into the woods, I came face to face with a massive, unknown predator. Its fur was matted and its eyes glinted with a malevolent hunger. It was unlike any animal I had ever seen before. Before I could even reach for my radio, the creature attacked. I fought with all my might, using every ounce of my strength and training. It was a struggle for survival with the unknown predator intent on taking me down. I thought I was done when another park ranger found us, and then creature fled. I soon realized that what I had encountered was far more than just a wild animal. It was a dark mystery, something beyond my understanding, lurking in the heart of the park. And even now, as I look back on that fateful night, I can't help but shiver with a mix of fear and excitement. Went for an afternoon hike once. At the top of the ridgeline, I scrambled around a plateau of rocks to be on the other side, facing another canyon and off the trail to smoke a tiny bowl. This is already a quite secluded trail. Maybe expect to see less than five people all day. It's like twelve noon and sun. Nothing spooky slash special. Halfway through my bowl, my dog goes full razorback. Right wheeler heater mix and loses her ever loving mind. Deep dark growl gets super skittish and won't go with me back around to the other side. I have to go ahead first and then command her to come past some invisible barrier. I think I even picked her up to get past a section of rock she refused to go past. But I wasn't going the other way around since I didn't know what was there, terrain or otherwise. I've got goosebumps on every part of my body and my hair standing up on my arms the whole time. Now I'm high and adrenaline got me spooked and paranoid. Based on everything and where we are, I'm thinking mountain lion. I get back on the trail and nope the F down the mountain. Some two weeks previous, some transient teen with green hair had been reported missing in town and thought to have tried hiking with her dog. Wolf gets demix through the mountain range to a popular alpine lake on the leeward side. Her missing person poster was around town and at the campsites down the canyon. Several days after my spook, they found her hanging from a tree just off the trail, and her wolf dog had been eating what he could reach of her legs slash torso. Don't know to this day if it was her scent. Evil wolf dog that spooked my dog, or mountain lion, as I don't know exactly where they found her body. But it was somewhere close in the same area. But I am so glad I wasn't the one to find her. High adrenaline pumping and on edge, dog razorback, ready for war. 
Coming around the corner to find a long, green-haired corpse half-eaten by a dog and hanging from a tree would have been done. My brother and two friends were hunting by Troy Orr. At 2 p.m. when they heard a loud scream that he described as like a cross between a man screaming bloody murder and a very pissed-off bear. The sound lasted eight minutes. It scared all three so bad that one of my brother's friends literally had to sit down and cry. Imagine that. All three men with high-powered rifles reduced down to little boys. My brother is the manliest man I know. He has hunted everything in God's creation, but even he was shook up. Now, my grandma used to take me camping when I was a child, and I did a girl's camp in the summer in the mountains when I was a preteen, where my friends and I would often wander off into the woods together. As a child, I played in the woods for hours with my brother. It was always fun and always felt safe and never eerie or creepy. Most of my time in the woods as a child and a teen was joyful, fun, and adventurous. I'd like to share another experience where a friend and I had a bad feeling. Others dismissed us, and there ended up being a reason why. When we were in our twenties, a friend of mine in D.C. organized a women's survivalist training camp for a group of our female friends. Maybe seven, eight of us. I can't remember. I'd never been to West Virginia, but the land was beautiful and the roads were terrible. We had rented a cabin at a campground with multiple cabins on site, and during the day, our guide and teacher would take us out and teach us cool things, like local medicinal plants, or how to make rope out of milkweed. A West Virginian extended family was having a large family reunion at the same time, and two, three of their girls about elementary school age started hovering around our classes, to be around the big girls, I assume, so cute, and they already knew most of what we were learning. We had a great time in the woods and on the land with no creepiness the first night. Nights. I can't remember. On the last night, the owner of the campground had a big bonfire with hot dogs and marshmallows to roast and cider, and everyone who was renting a cabin was invited. It was after dark, and it was either a long-ish walk or a short drive, but on the campground land, so my friend A and I decided to walk. We were having a nice walk and a nice chat, when suddenly we got a bad feeling, and we both went quiet at the same time. We acted nonchalant, but glanced around to see what we could see. On our right was a cabin that looked deserted. It was totally dark, no lights on, no lantern out, but there was a single spot of light, the red embers of a cigarette burning. We could barely make out the figure of a man sitting there in the dark, smoking. We stayed quiet, but picked up the pace. We checked in with each other once we approached the big house and were finally in the light of the bonfire. Was that creepy to you? Yes, that was creepy to us. Had we felt creepy before out here? No, we had felt calm and safe. The land had never felt creepy to us before, but the guy sitting in the dark had given off a terrible, menacing vibe, even twenty feet away before we even saw him. We told some of our friends, and they just laughed it off, and told us we had been afraid for no reason. It was perfectly safe here, they said, 
He was just another camper, probably, with that West Virginian family. We were just paranoid, they said. Other than that, we had a great time at the bonfire, chatting with other campers and with the owners, who were very nice. When it came time to call it a night, the owners offered to drive us back, and, uh, and I happily agreed, wanting to avoid another walk by that terrible cabin. We got back safely without incident, and the owners wished us good night. Now our cabin had two levels, the ground floor and a loft level. The ground floor was one big open room with a few beds, and if I recall correctly, a table and chairs and a fridge, and maybe a stove. I was on the ground floor with about three other girls, and uh, was on the loft level with two, three other girls. I often have insomnia, and I did that night, so I just stayed awake in the dark while everyone else fell asleep around me. I was awake for hours, just thinking my thoughts until I heard the crunch of gravel outside, like someone walking on it. I nudged my friend V, who was the closest person to me. There's someone outside. V mumbled and told me it was just a deer and to go back to sleep. Okay, V was of no help. I got out of bed and crawled over to the window to see if I could see a deer outside, crunching on the gravel. I saw instead the red glow of a cigarette and could faintly make out the silhouettes of two men in the darkness. Now the cabins were not close together. They weren't far, but they weren't close. We were on a bend of the camp road where there weren't other cabins. The closest one was a short walk away, but it wasn't like running across the street or next door or anything and not visible behind trees and brush. Anyway, the closest cabin was far enough away that there was no reason for two guys to be smoking about 100 feet behind our cabin in the dark. I nudged V again. There's two guys out there. Shut up. It's a deer. Go to sleep. Now my boyfriend at the time had basically bought me all of our EI to go on this trip. Our guide had asked us to bring a large knife, and he had bought me a large hunting knife, but also a little camp hatchet. I don't know what I thought I'd be able to do with these, but I grabbed both and just huddled under the window in the dark, waiting. Suddenly, a car alarm went off. All the cars were parked in front of the house. Groans came from the other girls. Shut your car alarm off. Whose car is that? It's not mine. A said, I think it's mine, found the key fob and turned off the alarm. Silence. I sat in the dark and waited. The car alarm went off again. The other girls lost it. Uh, shut off your car alarm. I'm trying. She finally got it to shut off again. I crawled over to V. There are guys out there and I think they're messing with this car. Shut up. It's just a deer. Go to bed and leave me alone. Okay, then. The car alarm went off again. Ah, shut off your car alarm, the other girls groaned. She did. The car alarm went off again. I? What is wrong with your alarm? Go out and fix it. She turned it off. I'll go out there, but will someone go with me? I will, I said. And I'm turning the lantern on, so for your information. Came down the ladder. I went up to her and whispered, uh, there are men out there, and no one will believe me. They keep saying it's just deer, but I saw them smoking in the back. You can't go out there alone. I'm going out first with the lantern, so at least we can see around the cabin. 
We put our shoes on, and I turned the lantern on, and opened the door and walked onto the porch, lantern in my left hand, hatchet in my right. I hung the lantern up on a little hook on the porch. It was very bright, and lit up the whole clearing in front of the cabin and the whole little parking lot for the cars. For the moment, at least, we couldn't see anyone there, nor any deer. I tentatively walked down the front steps and walked around her locked car, trying the handles. No alarm went off as she tugged each one. She came back up the steps. Nothing. See, it wasn't a deer, I said, even with you trying to get into your own car while it was locked. No alarm. Your alarm is not that sensitive. Someone was trying to break in. We went back into the house, locked the door behind us, turned off the lantern, and sat inside in the dark, waiting for our eyes to adjust. I told me she hadn't been able to sleep as well, and had been laying awake in the dark up in the loft, feeling uneasy before the first alarm went off. I told her I wondered if someone had tried to lure her out there alone in the dark, and had been spooked off when two of us came with both an extremely bright lantern and a hatchet. We stayed there together quietly, chatting in the dark for hours, waiting to see if anything else would happen again. The car alarm did not go off again. Finally, enough time had passed that we decided to go to bed. The car alarm was quiet for the rest of the night. That was our last night there. So in the morning we packed up, and I drove back with it. If a zombie apocalypse were to ever happen, I'd pick a four my team because she listened to her gut feeling and worked with me as a team to keep each other safe. I write this to encourage people to listen to their gut feelings out in the woods. It could keep you safe.